All right, great to have you back with us. Another edition of Death Taxes and Duval alongside Hayes Carline. My name is Rick Ballou. Mini camp over in about a five and a half week break for the Jaguars until training camp starts on July 24th. Uh, July 24th. Uh, Hayes, first things first, though, let's thank our sponsor. Yeah, what am I going to do for the next 34 days, Rick? I mean, come on. I can't wait for it to get here. Um, I know that we differ in that regard. You need to pick up golf. I, you need to pick up golf, it's too, Hayes, It's too hot. Have you seen my skin? I'll be in the intensive care unit. But, uh, but yeah, I do want to thank our buddy John Spicklemeyer. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency does such a great job with car insurance. Look, we all have to have it, uh, but you don't have to pay too much. You want to make sure you're paying a reasonable amount and you want to make sure that the things that you have in your policy are things that you still need. You know, circumstances in life change. John can look at your policy, can tell you, uh, yes, this is a good policy. Don't change it. Or yeah, I think I can save you some money here. So give John Spicklemeyer a call 471-7155 Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. You and I are at complete opposites on this. I mean, you want July 24th here tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to enjoy the next six weeks. I, I, I want to play some golf. I, I want to take another week's worth of vacation. I, I want to go to the beach. So what do you do? You know, how do you get through these days and nights? And, and don't get me wrong. Once training camp begins, I am absolutely positively all in. But for you and others, it, it really can be a struggle these next six weeks. It's a living hell is what it is. A living hell. No, I'm t- it, to me it's I just don't get into anything else. Like I'll I'll watch the US Open this week uh and be, you know, fascinated by that. Uh, I don't really get into baseball. I mean, I'm a I'm a casual at best Braves fan. Uh and and mm-hmm. was diehard as a kid, but just hasn't haven't paid attention to it. Uh and, and you know, there's really not that much else going on. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's great to you know, spend time with with the family, and and that's obviously fantastic. But in terms of uh, in terms of the work component, I, I yeah, I just I like it when there's football. I, I'd much rather talk football than than really anything else. And it just is lean. You know, like this is how sick I am, Rick. We got done with practice yesterday, and I immediately open up my calendar and am figuring out how many shows do we have until. <laughs> Uh, until the Jaguars report back. And it's 26 total. Now, I do have a, a vacation coming up at the end of uh, this month. So for me, uh, it's 21 shows remaining uh, until the Jaguars are back. I, I just, I can't, I'm, I'm just, I am so football-centric as I've gotten older, and there just isn't that much else that really appeals to me. So, uh, you know, from my vantage point, uh, it, it, I'd much rather have a training camp practice that we can go out to and press conferences and interviews that that we can talk about, uh, as opposed to you know scrambling to to find things to talk about. But I get it. I'm I'm weird in that way, and I I'm never going to change. But uh, yeah, I I love it when football is is all around us. You know, I would never throw our uh, esteemed colleagues under the bus, uh, but there's a lot of them who don't even like the OTAs and the mini camp and some go, some don't. I'm, I'm in the same camp as you. Uh, you're going to put a practice out there. If there's media accessibility, I'm there yeah. because for that very reason, it, it, it gives you an opportunity to see what's going on. It also gives you an opportunity to bring something fresh uh, for you on the radio from three to six. And when I come on after you six to eight, a fresh set of eyes on whatever it was that took place that morning Absolutely. I mean, what more could you ask for than than uh, some some new 
uh, information to, to dive into and take a serious look at and then discuss. Yeah, and and that's the thing to me. There's there's always something that that you can talk about. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. The three mini camp practices that they had this week, I mean, they were basically useless. You know, because the veterans weren't there, uh, and and they really weren't doing anything. I mean, what can you do when you've got basically twenty twenty five guys out there? But I mean, I still you still make observations. You still see enough to where. And again, like you talked about, we still get to talk to players after practice, so there is absolute value in it. And and obviously, when training camp comes, it's it's gold. I mean, it's because because it's you know, the practices are a lot longer. Obviously, everybody's out there. The intensity goes up, and uh, yeah. So I can't wait. We obviously, you know, well, I I you know I, I accept that you know I I can't have football 365 days a year, but yeah, for me, it's. Uh, the break is nice uh, from a personal standpoint, but boy, I just, uh, I wish I was, I, you know, I, I wish I had your enthusiasm for all sports. I just, I just, the older I get, the more it's football and I, I like college basketball a little bit. And like I said, I like the, the, you know, majors in golf and the players, but boy, after that, there, there's not much for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wish you had it too, because as you pointed out with the U S open going on game six for the NBA finals tonight in Boston, the Stanley cup, um, Stanley Cup finals were absolutely insane last night with Colorado taking game one in the first 86 seconds of uh, sudden death overtime. So anyway, that's that. But you, you mentioned three days of camp. There, there were a couple of things that really interested me. Number one, LaVisca Chenault. Now, you know, let's, let the listen, let's remind the listeners, there's 90 guys out there. So I might miss things here and there. But I was under the impression, it seemed like every time I looked for LaVisca Chenault over the last couple of weeks, he was out there practicing, and then we're told yesterday that he had a hamstring, and that was the reason why he was out there, because there was speculation, did he volunteer? Did Doug Peterson turn around and perhaps say, listen, we know you struggled a year ago, take in these extra couple of days worth of work uh, just to make yourself that much better, but we were told it was a nagging hamstring, so that's the answer, but I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, that kind of caught me off guard. I think the biggest thing with Chenault was, you know, for me it was a, it was hard to buy the hamstring because if it was a hamstring with an elite player, at least in their minds, like Christian Kirk, he'd be shut down. I mean, that's not an injury that you mess with. So uh, the fact that they said, well, he's out there, he's battling a hamstring, I, I think that tells you that this is a player that they really need to see more out of. And I don't think it's a, to make the team. I think, I think LaVisca's in pretty good shape there. But I do think that they, they'd like him to have a minor role in the offense if everybody's healthy. And so, yes, I, I do think they feel like he needs the reps. They need to figure out exactly what he does well. So it's hard for me to buy the, well, he's only out here because he's been bothering, you know, nagged by a hamstring. Because if, if he was important and he was nagged by a hamstring, he would not be out there. Because those things can go from two weeks to three months awfully fast. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's it's really interesting. Uh, th- there's no question about it. Um, you know, it was good to see some of those injured guys out there. We saw a little bit more out of Malcolm Brown than we did earlier and, and Rayshon Jenkins and Rudy Ford and Jamal Agnew. So plenty of you guys uh, on the come now. And, and of course, we'll get another five and a half, six weeks to try to get even more healthy uh, for the beginning yeah, of and we, training camp. And, and we've talked a lot about, you know, the uh, the veterans, but obviously the rookies are, are on display. What well, We haven't gotten to Snoop Connor, uh, the rookie running back. Rick, what, what's been your impressions of him? 
Well, you know what? I Listen, I'll be honest. I didn't know a hell of a lot about him, even though he played in the SEC, played at Ole Miss. I went back and took a real good look at him because I had an opportunity to interview him right after he was drafted. And he's got so little wear on his tires, so few touches in his career at Mississippi because it was really a, a three-man rotation uh, under Lane Kiffin and, and prior to uh, Lane Kiffin. But I tell you what, Hayes, I'm pleasantly surprised with what he has shown. I, I, I kind of thought he was the offensive uh, one-trick pony, if you were. You were going to kind of bring him in and you know feed him the football the way they did old school years ago with, with Pete Johnson or you know maybe Mike Allstott towards the end of his career. But I saw, particularly yesterday, some really soft hands, uh, advancement as far as his route tree and and uh, the ability to show even a tiny bit of wiggle with a guy who's that big. So, you know, I envisioned him being a guy that you could have on the football field uh, to pass protect if you want to keep a back in for Trevor Lawrence. Certainly short yardage in goal line situations, but I believe it's much more than that. Depending on the health of Robinson, depending on the health of ETN, I, I don't think anyone out there should be surprised that early in the season – Snoop Connors getting the ball maybe eight, ten times a game if those other two can't go. And I, I also believe that, that he showed that he can catch the football. So, you know, so far, at least in shorts, uh, really encouraged by what I've seen with Snoop Connor. How about you? Yeah, I agree. I, I do think that, that he's looked good. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see what he can do in training camp. I, I'm very high on Travis Etienne. I think he's going to be a star here. So I, I don't think Snoop Connor has to come in if everybody is healthy and you know, do a ton as a rookie, but you, you know, you need you need three of those guys. I mean, it's just the nature of the position uh, that, and particularly when when your top two guys are coming off an injury. James Robinson uh, was gracious enough to to talk to uh, reporters yesterday, and you know, he thinks that he'll be able to start running. You know, as as it gets into training camp a little bit. Um, boy, that is, that's a nasty scar he's got on that Achilles. I don't know if that's common. I haven't been around. Uh, enough of them to know, so I'm not trying to you know make any sort of judgments on it, but uh, but man, that thing really stands out in terms of the scarring that he has uh, on that Achilles tendon that was uh, that was operated on. But uh, but you know, I think in terms of of Snoop Connor, it was a it was a wise pick uh, at that stage in the draft to uh, invest in the running back spot, and yeah, I think there's a chance that you know depending on James's recovery continued recovery, he, he may have a role. The, the thing they just can't afford is they cannot have Travis Etienne go down again in the preseason yeah. or early in the year. They, they've got to get, I'm not saying 17 games, but boy, they've got to get, I think, at least 13 games out of Travis Etienne. I mean, and if, and if that does not happen, that would be awfully disappointing considering he missed all 17 last year. James Robinson, he... He, he doesn't say a lot. He didn't say a lot yesterday. And that's really his personality. It's, it, it's not a knock on him. He's just, he doesn't give out a lot of information. If, if you really didn't know anything, you would think that he was kind of under the watch of, uh, of Bill Belichick, yeah. the way that he answers questions. But it, this is really intriguing because these next six weeks are huge for him. Uh, what have you gotten from that? What, what do you believe? his scenario is. And, you know, I think it's unfair to James Robinson that the Cam Robinson Achilles rehabilitation, you know, only took five months. So 
now fans are like, well, listen, Cam Robin, you know, Cam Akers came back in five months. James Robinson can come back in five months. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but there's different types of tears, more significant tears when you rip apart your Achilles. And, uh, you know, Hayes, I don't think you can stereotype whether it's an ACL or an Achilles or anything like that. Everyone heals differently. Everyone's team's doctors evaluate things differently. So we don't know if he's going to be available here in late July in training camp. What do you make about that in his overall return? I think that James Robinson, if I were the Jaguars, I would say you certainly don't use him until you get back from Canton. And I'd probably give him that week as well. I think Cleveland is the first, uh, well, not the first, the first one's the Raiders in the Hall of Fame game, but the, uh, the Cleveland's the second preseason game here. I would be targeting maybe him coming back after that game because then you still have, uh, and, and you probably he probably doesn't need any preseason carries anyway. Uh, I mean, he's played enough football now that I'd be comfortable giving him his first carry of, of his return against the Commanders in the opener. But... I would say from a practice standpoint, you'd like for him to come back right after the Cleveland game. That gives you the Steelers week. That gives you the Falcons week. And then obviously it gives you a little bit of a break. And then the the week of practice going into the opener. I think that's really all he's going to need. You know, I mean, he's a smart kid. Uh, they're going to have him prepared. And, and I think that physically gives him enough time uh, to get the rust off. I mean, you know, he's not going to take any contact in training camp. Well, neither is Travis Etienne. And frankly, I wouldn't give Travis Etienne a lot of carries in the preseason. That's how you lost him last year. So I think you just have to hope that, I mean, to me, you got to get to, you got to get as many of your guys to the starting line as you can get. And I'm sure they're going to give Travis Etienne carries in the preseason. Uh, he just hasn't done enough to to earn not, uh, not getting the work. But I wouldn't give James Robinson any touches in the preseason, and you know, unless he is just begging for them and and really creates a compelling case of, look, I need to get tackled before you put me out there in a real game, and and I get tackled and I'm not ready and I fumble. But as long as James Robinson's comfortable, if he thinks he can be ready, uh, I don't think he needs any carries in the preseason. And the Cam Akers thing, it, it is tough for James Robinson. The thing, and and you hit on some great points about severity of the tear. The doctors doing it. I mean, there's a there's a whole a, a lot of variables in there. The biggest variable I think is Cam Akers is an elite athlete, and James Robinson isn't. I mean, Cam Akers I think is one of the most athletic running backs in the NFL. I I mean, to me, you know, he there's there's a reason he went high in the draft. You know, in respect to to James, who obviously was an under, undrafted free agent. So that's the other thing is I think you're talking about a different level of athlete. Obviously, James Robinson's a great athlete. He's a professional football player. But Cam Akers, to me, athletically, is a really special guy. Yeah, it's really going to be intriguing to find out what happens with James Robinson. And, and obviously, that running back position is, is huge because you want to be able to take that pressure off of Trevor Lawrence in year two. All right, we're going to have a fun off season here. It's going to go by just like that. We'll... Uh, each and every week, take a look at uh, some camp battles, the overall roster, and uh, everything else that's going on in the world of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Jeff Taxes and Duval Hayes Carline with each and every day, three to six. He covers the beat of the Jacksonville Jaguars here for us at 10 10 XL and 92.5 FM. I'm on right after six to eight, and I am also very lucky to be 
the Jaguars sideline reporter. Hayes, let's thank our sponsor. Yeah, appreciate John Spicklemeyer at Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Car insurance, we all have to get it. Unfortunately, it's one of those things uh, that you just have to do in life. But make sure you've got the right policy. Make sure that your policy is the most affordable it can be uh, to give you the protection that you need. Call John at 471-7155. He'll look at your policy, tell you, you know, hey, I can beat this price. I can't beat this price. Yes, what you're paying for is what you should be paying for. Okay, no, circumstances in your life have changed. Let's take this out. And uh, and you're going to be fine. So again, uh, John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, four seven one seven one five five. He'll take great care of you. We'd love to hear from you. Any comments? Any questions you have after listening to Death Taxes and Duval? Best way to get a hold of us is on Twitter. You can get me. That's Baloo ten ten X L Hayes. How do the listeners get a hold of you? Yeah, reach out Hayes Carlion, and uh, that's H A Y S C A R L Y O N. All right. Have at it, folks, and we'll pick it up again next week for Hayes. My name is Rick. Folks, have an outstanding weekend, and make sure you're around next week for another edition of Death, Taxes, and Duval. So what, 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 what,